0: And now, on Prophetic Faith. Hello ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett and tonight we're going into a program or a new series titled Preventative Faith. Let me ask you a question, are you a big fan of preventative medicine? I guarantee you you are. There's people that spend billions of dollars every year on one thing, stuff to prevent things from happening. Well, do you know that your faith can be the same way? I know we've been taught for years that faith has to be in action when something happens or after something's done. But I'm going to teach you in this series that that is not the case, that you can start using your faith now before any trouble ever comes. And that way, watch this, you prevent things from happening. You prevent the plans of the enemy from coming forth in your life. Does that interest you? Well, let's get into this message right now, and let's see what God has to say about preventative faith that you and I can have. I'll see you in just a little bit. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Let's read this right here. It says, watch you. So now, listen, who's God talking to? Us. This is not something God is doing. He's telling us to do it. Watch you. Stand fast in what? Faith. Quit you like men. And, and if you're reading that for a second, you think, what does that mean? Be strong. Here's the amplified version. Listen to this right here. Be on guard. Stand firm in your faith in God, respecting his precepts and keeping your uh, doctrine sound. In other words, uh, uh, keeping in a mindset of the word of God and what you've learned from the word. Don't stray away from it. That's how you stand firm in your faith act like mature men or women and be courageous and be strong so this is the command that God has given us today he's telling us to stand be on watch look ahead of things that's coming forth in your life or could come forth in your life and prepare for them now amen how many knows it does no good to prepare for war on the day of battle no good If you wait till the day of battle to prepare, you're in big trouble. Amen? But you should be able to see afar off, something is coming. Amen? So what do you begin to do? When you see something coming afar off, what do you begin to do? You begin to what? Prepare. Why? To prevent casualties, to prevent loss, right? To prevent failure, and, and pain and harm from coming to you. That's what you do. That's called preventative measure. In other words, you know that something could happen. So therefore, you're making the necessary measures right now, not tomorrow. Somebody say now. We're doing it now so that we can shape our tomorrow how we want it to be. Amen? So this is, see, faith is a marvelous thing. It is. You say, Brother Robbie, why are you preaching on faith all the time? You're always teaching on faith. You're always talking on faith. Because it's the greatest thing that I know. It is the very thing. Watch this, if you're taking notes. God has decreed that everything must be built on faith and built by faith. All in your life. This is the way of the kingdom. Amen? Amen? This is the way of the kingdom. And if you don't like faith, you cannot receive the ways of the kingdom. And you're going to have a hard time functioning as a Christian. Why? Because the very nature of your Christianity. How did you get saved? You believed. What did he say? He said, you believed with your heart and you confessed with your mouth. Right? So you done those things. That was your foundation. Now the problem is, is that many people uh, show, uh, or they cast off their faith after that. And they don't use it anymore. But as I said but right here uh, just a second ago, God has decreed. He's made a decree. He said everything must be built on faith, and everything has to be built by faith also. So how many knows you've got to have a foundation, right? No foundation, what you build is going to come crumbling down. So we know that faith is a foundation. But guess what? Everything you build on top of that foundation has to be by faith also. Amen. That's what God has taught us. Now, the greatest way for you to use your faith, how many knows you have to work it? Amen? The Bible says that faith without works is dead. I'm laying the foundation before I can get into this message. Faith without works is dead. So therefore, we know that we've got to use it, just like our muscles. If we don't use our muscles, they begin to die. They have to be used. They have to be worked. Same way with your faith. So watch this. The greatest way to use your faith. How many wants to know that? The greatest way to use your faith is by preventative measure. That's the greatest way you can use your faith. Now, see, most people, they're going to tell you, oh, the greatest way to use your faith is when you get in trouble. No, you should have been using it before you ever got into trouble. Are you listening to what I'm saying? See, we are, we've been wired the wrong way. We've been taught the wrong way. We've been taught, oh, faith doesn't apply until something bad happens. No, faith applies at all times. He said, the just shall what? Who, who's got it? Just shall what? Live by faith. He didn't say they shall use it when it's convenient or they should use it when they need it. He said they just shall live by faith. How many lives by food this morning? (laughs) Yeah. How many does? Everybody in here. So what does that mean? That means every day you eat. Two or three times a day. At least, right? Each day. You're living by food. So you can stand up here this morning and say, Brother Rob, I just want to thank God that I live by food. Right? You don't just do it sometimes, do you? doesn't matter if you're having a good day, bad day, whatever kind of day. It doesn't matter. You're still eating, right? This same way has got to be with your faith and greater. Faith, you should be in a mindset of faith at all times. That's what he said. He said, watch. Stand strong in your faith. Be alert. What? What's, what's this? Listen to me. Whether the enemy's attacking my body right now is irrelevant. You say, what are you saying? Because I know the day will come when he'll try to attack it. Are you hearing me? Whether he's touching my finances right now is not the point. Why am I believing God for prosperity? Why? Because I know the day will come when he'll try to test my finances. Or he'll try to come against it. Right? Right? So what am I doing? I'm exercising preventative faith. I'm I'm already strengthening my faith in that area before anything ever tries to come. Why? Because I know that one day something will try to come, watch, and try to come against that. Oh, but it's a whole lot better if I'm prepared for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a whole lot better. Listen, if you're going to run a marathon, it's a whole lot better that the past six months you've been running miles and miles every day as you just got off the couch. Are you hear what I'm saying? You're going to have a difficult time if you just got off the couch and said, I'm going to run a marathon today. Good luck, right? It's not going to happen. You're going to be wheezing all over the place, right? Why? Because you didn't prepare. You wasn't using preventative faith. What was the preventative faith? I'm going to run now so I don't collapse during the marathon. You see what I'm saying? Yes. You, I'm building my endurance now. I'm building up my strength now. So therefore when it's tested, how many knows in a marathon it's tested? When it's tested, I'll be able to stand. You see what I'm saying? So why do most Christians fall left and right all the time? Because they're not strengthening their faith. The greatest way you can do that it's to start now. What area is the enemy not attacking you in right now? Well, he's not attacking me in this, this, this. Okay, start using your faith in that area. Well, wait a minute. Don't I need to be using my faith in a different? No, you need to be using your faith in those areas too. Because guess what? If the area he, you're, he's attacking you in right now no longer works for you, then he's going to try another area. you see what I'm saying? He's going, to try, he's going to try another area. And so therefore, if you've been building your faith in that area, He's not going to prevail in that area either. And we're going to learn about that here in just a minute. So what I'm going to tell you, what I'm trying to tell you is, is that the greatest way faith can be used is by preventative measure. So in other words, I'm not believing to be sick. I'm believing to stay in health. But that starts Today. I'm not believing to be, to be broke one day, but I'm believing to prosper all of my days. But that starts by me exercising my faith in that area now. Not waiting till the enemy starts attacking my finances and say, oh, what are we going to do? Do you see what I'm saying? Somebody say, prevent it. Turn to your neighbor and say, prevent it. Now, I know you've been taught... I know you've been taught in church all your life that whatever comes, it just comes, and ain't nothing you can do about it. You just ride out the storm and all that. That's hogwash. That's not biblical. That's not scriptural. You determine how your life's going to go. What did he say? He said, I leave before you today a choice, blessing or curse. You choose. Which, by the way, in the blessing, in Deuteronomy 28, do you know it says that your enemies that come against you will be smitten before you, before your face? And he said they'll come in one way and flee seven. That's the word. That's part of the blessing. So therefore, God says by choosing blessing, you've done made a pathway for your future. But by, on, on the contrary, by choosing curse... By not listening to what God said, by not holding His word, by by not being faithful to what He said, by doing that, He said, you've laid before you curses. Now, is the enemy going to be able to attack you and do whatever he wants when you're cursed? Absolutely. Can he do whatever he wants when you're blessed? No. All you got to do is ask uh, Balaam. Listen, He said, I cannot curse these people. I can't do it. You read it, uh, Numbers uh, chapter 23. He said, I can't curse them. You want to know why I can't curse them? He said, because God has blessed them. My God, that ought to make you shout in here this morning. He said, what God, has was, what God has blessed, I cannot curse. It will do nothing. So you've got to understand in here today that don't wait. Don't just say, well, whatever life comes, it comes, and I'll just hope I can bear through it. Uh-uh. You are to live a victorious life. Through what? Through the power of Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, so watch. So most of the time I found out that the church will wait until the devil comes and takes everything they got. They'll wait until he comes and beats their head in a little bit. They'll wait until he destroys everything. And then they'll say this statement, well, it's time to get serious with God. Are you kidding me? The time to get serious with God was before anything ever took place. Amen? Let me just say it like this. The time to get serious with God was when you made that commitment at the altar, whatever your altar was, a chair, your closet, up here, whatever the place you say, God, I now give my life to you. That was the time to get serious with God and give him everything. Can we give the Lord some praise in here this morning? And then not turn back from there. And say, I'm not going to come to a place where I'm going to become uh, stagnant and and lukewarm. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to seek after God. So the time to prepare, the time to strengthen yourself is now. It's not while all hell is coming against you and, and the walls are caving in. That's not the time to prepare. Now, I thank God for His mercy. Don't misunderstand me. And there, he said, I'm a present help in trouble. And he said, I'll be with you in the fire. I praise God for that. But you shouldn't be in the fire 24 7. Hello. There ought to be a time where you get on top and say, hey, now I can help other people. Amen? Let's come up this morning. I, I want to change your way of thinking. Instead of all, listen, listen, we are not victims. Are you hearing me? I know many in the church house, we walk around with this attitude, I'm a victim. I'm a victim of life. I'm a victim of people. I'm a victim of this and that. We're not victims. We are victors. Are you listening to me? We are victors. He said, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. Amen? And it's time that the church starts acting like it. And it starts with preventative faith. The time to get serious is not when things are when tragedy's hitting, the time to get serious is before they do. Because you know what? Guess what? The measures that you're doing right now, you can prevent it from happening. Now, I know people say, "Oh, you you just can't stop this and you can't stop that." Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that many trials and tribulations come forth. He said, but the righteous are delivered from them all. Did he not? He said, the righteous are delivered from them all. Now, John 14, uh, 30. Let's read this right here. This is Jesus speaking. He said, I will not speak with you much longer. This was right before he's going to go to the cross. For the ruler of this world, Satan, is coming. He has no claim on me. Oh, I want you to read that right there. He has no claim on me, no power over me. Boy, that don't sound like the church, does it? He has no power over me, Nor can he use, again, nor can he use anything against me. How many would like to be at that place in your life where you can stand and say, Hey, I know for a fact the devil can't stop me. He can't use anything against me. Why? Because I have, I've allowed God to perfect me. I've allowed God to shape me and mold me. I've, I've become more of a spirit man, living as a spirit man, and not somebody in the flesh. I've crucified my flesh. I've put it to death, so therefore I'm living in the spirit, and I have found out that the devil has no hold on me. How would you like to come to a place where the devil's got no avenues in your life to work in? Because let me let you in on something. If he has no avenues to work in, he can't work in. Well, glory to God. That's why Paul said, and don't tell me it's impossible, because Paul said, give no place. Somebody say no place. He said, give no place to the devil. If that was not possible, then he wouldn't have said it, would he? I'm fixing to get happy in here this morning. But the fact that he said... Give no place lets me know I can come to the place where I give no place to the enemy. And if he's got no place to work in me, he's got no power over me. Hey, come on. See, some of you need to make a declaration in here today that he's not going to rule your body. He's not going to rule your finances. He's not going to rule your mind. He's not going to rule your kids. Come on, somebody. He's not going to rule any area of your life. Why? Because Jesus said in Luke ten nineteen, he said, I've given you power to tread on scorpions and serpents and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's the word. Woo, that's the word. And how's that done? That's done by preventative faith. Again, let's go back to medicine real quick. People take vitamins and supplements and all this stuff to do what? To keep something bad from happening, right? We ought to be in the spirit realm, reading our word, praying, seeking the face of God, strengthening our spirit, man. So nothing bad happens to keep it from happening, right? And if things do come our way, that's not to say the devil won't try to attack you. That's not what I'm trying to tell you in here this morning. The Bible, Jesus said, temptation is inevitable, temptation will come, but we don't have to give in to it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Just because... Watch this. How many remembers the story of the house that's built on the rock and the house that's built on the sand? Notice the same storm came to both houses. Notice the same storm beat against both houses. But one, the Bible says, was not even affected. That's the one I want to be. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's the one you want to be. But on the other side, the Bible says the, the, the storm, when it, built, when it beat against the house that was on the sand... The ruin of it was great. So I'm not telling you that trouble won't ever come or bad things won't ever try to hit you or the, uh, the enemy won't attack your body. That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you it can stop right there. How many knows it's not a sin to be tempted? It's not. It's a sin when you give in to it, isn't it? See, that's where we got to stop and say, uh-uh, it stops right here. Yeah, you might have tried to put that bad thought in my mind, but it stops right here. I cast it down. I take authority over it. Come on. That's what Paul said to do. He said, take every thought captive according to the obedience of Christ. Make it obey uh, the words of God and stop it right there. It's the same thing with sickness, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, but I'm feeling symptoms in my body. It don't make no difference. Let me let y'all in on something. Watch this right here. 1 Peter 2, 24. How many knows that scripture? How many knows what it says? He bore, he bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Now, many people say that's a promise. That's not a promise. What'd you say? It's past tense. Promises are future. Are y'all hearing me? You said, Well, where, where was that fulfilled? when Jesus took the stripes on his back and he rose from the dead with the power over all the enemy. Are you hearing me today? See, in Isaiah, when it was quoted, it was prophecy because it hadn't came to pass yet. Oh, come on, somebody. So the fact that you're healed today is not a promise. Oh, one day God's going to heal me. No, he's not. He's already healed you. It's a spiritual truth. How many knows what I said about the word truth? The word truth in the Greek means reality. It's reality. It's not just something, oh, that's just your truth. No, it's reality. It's it's real. You can taste it. You can touch it. It's tangible. Amen? So when we say that by his stripes I was healed, that's not a promise we're holding on to. That's a spiritual truth. Just as it is, he saved me. Is he going to save you? Is he going to save you? No, he's already saved you, Amen. Somebody, if he hasn't already saved you, then you would be worried right now, wouldn't you? And you would have peace. You wouldn't have peace about you. But he sealed you until the day of salvation, Amen. And when he, has redeemed, when he has redeemed you from this mortal body, so you're sa- if you die today and you're saved, where are you going? You're going to heaven. So it's not it's not future tense. It's now. Amen. So watch this. So when you quote the scripture, when I'm quoting 1 Peter 2:24, well, are you sick? No? Well, why are you quoting it? Because one day the enemy' will come and try to put symptoms on me. You see what I'm going? And then I've got something for that sucker. Amen? Because what did he say? He said, If my word abide in me, or my, abide in you, and you abide in my word, he said, You can ask anything in my name. And see, what I love about that word ask in the Greek, you know what it means? It means demand. Oh, glory. You can demand anything in my name, and I'll do it. <laughs> glory to God. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So watch this. Did Jesus live by faith? Looks pretty clear right here. Jesus lived by faith, didn't he? He even instructed people. He said, have faith in God. Or in the Greek, it says, have God. Amen. Don't you like preventative faith? I know I do. Because you see, that's how faith should be used in the first place. Yes, I know sometimes trouble comes and sometimes bad things happen. But let me tell you something. The preventative measures that you take today is going to keep a multitude of trouble away from you so as we're learning in this series I'm gonna say it again don't wait for stuff to happen just to try to stir yourself up or to try to build your faith up no build it right now you say well you know there's no there's nothing really wrong going on in my life right now well guess what here's a time to really build your faith because the enemy is going to come the Bible states that the Bible states that the enemy is going to try and do things in your life but let me tell you something if you've got the shield of faith on you and we're going to learn as we go on in the series when you have the shield of faith on you guess what you quench the fiery darts of the enemy praise God we thank you for tuning in tonight and I want to pray for you right now Uh, those of you that are wanting to build your faith those of you that want to get a closer walk with God because there's a place that you can come to in God where the things that the little things that trouble people they're just gonna bounce right off of you why because you're so built up in God and you're so built up in faith that you are just walking in victory all the time that's what I want to pray for you right now father in the name of Jesus I pray for every person that's listening right now Lord I know that you gave this message to me for one thing to prepare your people to get them ready now to have preventative measures Lord, you give us victory, and the greatest victories that we ever have is many times the battles that we don't have to face. So Father, I pray that this enter into your people's spirit right now and those that's watching right now, Father, that they, will be, that they will get closer and deeper in their relationship with God to you. And maybe those that's watching right now that don't even have a relationship with you, that they will take this opportunity right now to begin a life of fellowship with you. I pray for these people right now. Lord, thank you for showing us preventative measures, Lord, to keep us from battles instead of having to go through every single one of them. In Jesus' name, we know that we've received it. And everybody said, Amen. Now, if you want to, uh, if you would love to come and join us live, we encourage you to come and be with us. I'm pastor of Accelerant Faith Ministry in Tassel, Virginia. And we have services Sundays at 11 a.m. and then Wednesdays at 7. The power of God just fills this place. The gifts and callings of God are in operation in this house and we just thank God for it. So come out and be with us. The address is on the screen throughout the program where you can come and be a part of this ministry. Now, faith partners, I want to thank you again for partnering with this ministry. You help us get this gospel out to the nations. And if you're watching today and you say, I would like to be a part of this ministry, I'd like to be a blessing to it please come in contact with us if you would like to become a faith partner not just by sowing financial seed but also coming in agreement with us and praying for us as you share the vision of this ministry that's just as important so the announcer is coming up very soon and he's going to tell you how you can come in contact with this ministry again thank you for all those who call us for prayer and write us and contact us on social media, just letting us know that you're being blessed by this, giving us the opportunity to come in agreement with you. Again, thank you. So until next time, keep walking by faith. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, tazwell Virginia, 24651. You may also reach us at 276 971 You may also request information at acceleratefaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at acceleratefaith.org as well.